0: Life Audio. Hello and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with Trisha and Michelle. We're just two friends reading through the Bible chronologically and encouraging you to do the same. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Daily Bible Podcast, or go to our website, dailybiblepodcast.net. We are going through the One Year Chronological Bible, and we have links for that in our show notes and also at our website.
1: And if you're on Facebook, be sure to check out our Facebook community. Just look for Daily Bible Podcasts under Groups, and we would love to have you there.
0: Yes, we would. Okay, so today we are reading Psalm 83, 1 Chronicles 29, verses 23 through 25, 2 Chronicles 1, verse 1. 1 Kings 2 verses 13 through 46, 1 Kings 3 verses 1 through 4, 2 Chronicles 1 verses 2 through 6, 1 Kings 3 verses 5 through 15, and 2 Kings 1 verses 7 through 13. And it seems... In some ways, it seems like a lot. In other ways, it seems very confusing. And I would agree, in some ways, it is confusing. But again, just let the storyline play out because mm-hmm. it gives us more depth to characters. Like we're, we're jumping into some Solomon right now. And if you paid attention to the first sa- and second Samuel and then first Chronicles, we've got so much more depth from David because we, Read it chronologically. We read it this way. So it's the same things happening here. We're going to get a little bit more depth to Solomon than maybe what we would le- read if we were just to read it, you know, in the Kings and then jump over to the Chronicles. There's more depth to be had.
1: Absolutely. I really feel like I understand Solomon better and he really did have a heart like David. I mean, just reading it this way, I'm finding that more. There's also, as we're going to see upcoming, there's going to be issues, which are really hard. But just seeing that initially he had that heart was, Mm -hmm. I think, really cool for me this time as we're going through this reading.
0: It was really cool. I really enjoyed. I, I, Yeah, I just enjoy reading and learning. And I feel like I'm Mm -hmm. learning so much. And I I hope and pray that everyone is too. I mean, I hope and pray everybody's encouraged. Yeah,
1: I love it. Okay, so Psalm 83, that's what we're going to start with. And it's a prayer for God to stop Israel's enemies from working together to destroy Mm. the country. So basically, the poet names several hostile nations and asks God to do something about them. And the goal is not only to defeat the enemies, but also to show God's power and authority Mm. so these countries will also recognize and accept his rule. In the end, the song makes it clear that God is the one who protects and saves his people. And it's strong language. Like There's like a Mm -hmm. lot of strong wrong. Action verbs there. And for an example, um, Psalm 8318 says, utterly disgrace them until they submit to your name, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and terrified forever. Let them die in disgrace. Then they will learn that you alone are called the Lord, that you alone are the most high, supreme over all mm.
0: the earth. So it's like, utterly destroy them, Lord. <laughs> utterly. That's utterly. a big word. When you say utterly, Really, you absolutely mean utterly. We don't want any any of these other nations around. No, not at all. Well, after, after Psalm 83, then we read about Solomon, how Solomon took the throne, and he succeeded in everything, in everything, and all Israel obeyed him. Like, just to say he succeeded mm-hmm. in everything, you know, that this wasn't just like a week that he had been on the throne or a month, that he had... Taken the throne for a bit, and everything that he touched, he succeeded in. Well, Adonijah, his half brother, remember he's the coup guy. Mm-hmm. When um, and and he's also the guy that Solomon had mercy on. Yeah. Well, Adonijah goes to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother, and asks her to go to the king and ask him if Adonijah could marry Abishag. And remember, Abishag was the girl who kept David warm in his old age.
1: Okay. And, I did not pick that up. So I'm so glad you picked
0: that up. I'm like, why is this such a big deal? Okay. This makes sense now. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes sense now. And Bath- so Bathsheba, she goes to her son, to Solomon with this request and Solomon says, no. And Adonijah already, because, because if you think about it, Adonijah had already had the loyalty of Abathar and Joab. Okay. And so... In Solomon's mind, he's like, what more can he take? Well, in that simple request, Adonijah had sealed his fate. And so Solomon orders his death.
1: Hmm.
0: And what ensues, Abathar was released from his duties. And Joab also died that day. So Solomon's making sure he's going to stay on the throne. He is. He's, he's basically, he's like, okay, this is what other kings do. I can do it also. Yeah. So then Solomon goes and he settles the path with Shemiah. And Shemai was associated with the household of the former King Saul. And he showed himself to be as a threat to the house of David. And David had instructed Solomon not to allow Shimei to die in peace. And you were talking about harsh words earlier, strong mm-hmm. words. Like those are some strong words too. Do not let this man die in peace. So Solomon began dealing with Shimei by placing him under house arrest, but Shimei abused his mercy shown to him and he well, I mean if you abuse your mercy if you abuse the mercy, uh you're going to take advantage of things. Yeah. And it seems to have been a, uh, a matter of neglect or forgetfulness, but it was criminal to neglect or forget a royal covenant. So at the king's command, Beniah killed Shimei. So we had more people dying, story. more <laughs> people dying. And then we have a wedding. Well, uh, we have a marriage. Solomon made a treaty with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he married Pharaoh's daughter. And um, marriage to fellow royalty was very common in the political societies and the political realms in the ancient world. And actually, it continues into the modern age. And it was not only because royalty wanted to uh, marry other royalty, but also because conflict between nations was then avoided for the sake Mm -hmm. of family ties. That's actually a, a pretty good reason right there to tie some ties. But this was not his first wife. And like his father, these women will turn his heart away from God. We'll see that later on. Mm -hmm. But in Solomon, we see a king who wants to honor God and honor his father's legacy. And God appears to him in a dream and says, what do you want? Ask and I will give it to you. And these were Solomon's words. Now, Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father, David, but I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. I mean, these, th- this is this is humility. He's humbling himself, yes. Yeah, this is a man who has a crown on his head, and he's like, I am but a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people that you have chosen, a great people. They are too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and distinguish between right and wrong, for who is able to govern this great people of yours? And God was very pleased with Solomon, and... And he granted Solomon this request and more, including riches and fame. And all God asks is that Solomon follow him and obey his decrees and his commands.
1: Mm -hmm. So, really, this is a golden time in Israel's history. And at this moment, things are going really well. The enemies of him Mm -hmm. are dead. Uh, God is saying, I'm going to give you wisdom and riches and fame. Um, I, I. you know, things hopefully won't go wrong. Michelle, what do you think? Are things
0: are things going to stay this good? I'm hoping they will. I mean, we haven't finished the temple yet. We haven't finished Solomon's palace yet. We haven't yeah. finished some of these things. I, I, I just, I, yeah, I want the golden age of Israel to continue on like this we just finished the Psalms. We we were comforted. We were, mm-hmm. you know, felt like God's rule and reign is going so well in, in Israel. And uh, yeah, we'll see, won't we? Okay, we'll we need to take <laughs> a break before we sit here and ponder some more. We need to take a break. We'll come back with the word of the day. But first, we need to hear from our sponsor. Stay tuned.
1: Okay, the word of the day is supreme, which means the highest in degree or quality. So, synonyms are maximum, ultimate, utmost, mm. most, paramount, uttermost,
0: max, largest. So, so, who is supreme? We're continuing on with these God. big words. Like big before, words. it was utterly destroy, and now utterly it's, destroy. it's the opposite. It's the opposite. Yeah. So.
1: And we were just talking about like, this is a golden age. And I think the reason is right here, because as I was saying in that Psalm, who is supreme? It's our God. Um, You know, Solomon could have like said, look at me, look at this kingdom and I'm amazing. But like I read in that verse earlier from Psalm 83, um, he said, then they will learn talking with other nations that you alone are called the Lord, that you are alone our most high supreme over all the earth. So at this moment, at this at this one moment in history, Solomon saw God as supreme and God was blessing him abundantly. So it's also interesting depending on your translation you may see the name the Lord in all caps. So Lord. So Yahweh is the name that is most closely linked to God's redeeming acts in the history of his chosen people. So the Jews believe that God was not remote or aloof, but he was intervening in their history. And so when we, again, we've talked about this before, that word Lord in capital letters implies a covenant relationship. And so when it speaks of the enemies of God, God is is taking care of his people. They knew in history that he's taking care of them. And so then destroy them, destroy them. Mm -hmm. Um, And when the nations chose to fight against Israel, they are fighting against this supreme God in Psalm 83, four through five. It says, come, they say, let us wipe out Israel as a nation. We will destroy the very memory of its existence. That was, this was their decision, but they wanted They wanted to wipe out the Israelites, but they had a supreme God Mm. who was in control Mm. of them. And because Solomon was like, yes, I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to worship this supreme God. This is the reason why they
0: were in a golden age. Mm Mm-hmm. I love the golden age. I just think it is a beautiful time. And it's a beautiful time when everyone's remembering like who God is. They're remembering mm-hmm. this covenant. They're remembering, you know, the fact of, yes, obey his decrees, obey his commands. Everyone is, is, yeah, it's, it's like the golden age of, of, of TV or of movies, you know, the twenties, the roaring twenties, the golden age of things. This is, this is the golden age for Israel. And it would be mm-hmm. a time to always think back on and go, Ooh, things uh, were so good yes. back then. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, so just as you're talking about Supreme, I love the name of God when, when he says, I am, -hmm. I, I just, I've always resonated with I am and, and I don't know what it is about that. But, you know, just, just thinking through some of the, um, the verses that really point to him being supreme and him being I am. I mean, Genesis 1 1. I mean, let's talk about the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I mean, if we look back at I am, like, in the beginning it was him and he mm-hmm. created in Colossians 1:16, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. And so everything was created through him and for him. Even the golden age of Israel was created for him and through him. Mm-hmm. And then remember Exodus 3. 3:14, where God is saying, "I am." Remember where that was in mm-hmm. history. I mean, we're talking about the burning bush here, where God is getting command, getting Moses's attention, and He says to Moses, "I am who I am." This is what you are saying to the Israelites. "I am" has sent you. Again, the Creator of all the world, the supreme being, has sent you. Then we move on to Isaiah 45:22, "Turn to me and be saved." All you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none other. Again, as we were reading the Psalms last week or a few days ago, we were learning about how God is unequaled. God is unequaled. And that's where God's, that's exactly what God is saying here. I am and there is no other. And then, of course, we cannot, uh, talk about I ams without Revelation 1 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega. Beginning and end. I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. And we're just seeing today and throughout all the Bible as we continue to pull these threads and continue to read through the Word of God, we are seeing the thread of Him being the Supreme, Him being the I Am, and Him being the the entire creator and writer of our story. And it is, it's just so cool because God is the one who created the world. He chose to save his people and he's always been and he always will be. And maybe, just maybe, we should, I, I think, take it seriously when it comes to seeing him as our master, as our Lord and master, as the supreme one, as the I am. We do. We need to take it very seriously.
1: And I love how we are seeing this lived out because remember when they were leaving the desert and first Moses said it and then Joshua repeated it, if you Obey me. If you listen to me, if you worship me alone, I will bring you blessings. I will bring you prosperity. Mm. Your fields will grow. They'll be plentiful. But if you follow other gods, if you worship mm-hmm. idols, you're going to have desolation. You're going to, your fields aren't going to grow. <laughs> you're going to, yeah. you, the enemies are going to attack you. And we see in the father David, his heart, was for God, even though we've talked about this, he made mistakes. His heart was for God. And now Mm -hmm. we have Solomon who is an echo almost or a shadow, or I don't know. He's, he's following through with what his, his father said. And, and Solomon had, again, they, the kingdom was at peace. The enemies were, you know, he's saying destroy all these enemies, but for this moment, you know, he's not going to have out to have to fight like his brother, like his father, David did. So, Mm what God was saying, if you love me, obey me, serve me, see me as supreme, see me as I am, I will bless you. And that's exactly what he did. You know, he told Solomon, what do you want? And Solomon asked for wisdom. And God's like, okay, I'll give you fame and glory too, you know, or wealth. And it's like, how long ago would have God have done this if they would have just submitted sooner? If instead of following other nations, instead of doing the things they wanted to do, instead of worshiping idols, if, you know, 200 years prior, 300 years prior, if they would have turned with the same hearts that David had, and here we see Solomon had, God would have brought the same blessing and prosperity. It just took them a while to get there. But but we're here, and so I think we're going to enjoy it while we're here for this, this season.
0: Well, and not just seeing them, but also Turning inside of ourselves. And I don't, I'm not someone who sits there and navel gazes all the time, but I'm thinking there are so many times in my life that if I had just surrendered and submitted Mm, in the very first time that God was trying to take, get my attention, instead of him having to hit me over the head with a hammer and going, No, Michelle, no, Michelle, no, Michelle, no, Michelle. And it was I can look back and go there were definite seasons where I was not walking in his blessings and it's because I had a hard heart and I was I was still I was still mm-hmm. Christian I still thought I was following in his ways but I wasn't really submitted to my lord and master the supreme being.
1: Yeah. So good. It just makes us realize like God has our best interests for us, and we we need to pray for our hearts to be softened, that we will mm-hmm. listen to His voice, that we will see Him as supreme, because that really um, that's going to lead us where we want to go. God has good plans for us, but we have to be humble and submit to Him. Mm-hmm.
0: Would you pray for us, Trisha, as we go about our day, that we would see Him bigger and larger than mm. what we did yesterday? Yeah.
1: Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you that you are supreme, that the world, the universe was created by your voice, by your words. And I mean, it's so hard for our minds to comprehend that, Lord, but not only that, that you are um, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, and someday we will be with you. And we will see fully, Lord, how supreme you are when we stand before you someday, Lord. And I know um I've been with family members when they've got that glimpse into eternity and they they saw that and it was very clear that they saw that as they worshiped you Lord and I pray that you will just help us even though we're going through these daily lives and we often um just have all these worries and concerns that we will instead lift our eyes to you that we will see you as supreme that we will um Remember that you are the I am, that you have been in the past. You will be in the future, but you are right here with us now. And I pray that even today you will see us and you will help us to see you. In your name
0: we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we are sending you off with some daily encouragement to get into the word and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Again, if you don't have the one year chronological Bible that we are using, we have links to that Bible in our show notes. You can even find it in the Kindle format. Also in the show notes is a monthly and yearly schedule of the Bible reading plan that we are following. And so tomorrow we continue on in the Kings, in the first Kings and also second Chronicles. So we'll be reading first Kings three. 16 through 28, 1 Kings 5, all of that chapter, 2nd Chronicles 2, then jump back over to 1 Kings 6, verses 1 through 13. Then we'll read 2nd Chronicles 3, 1 through 14, and 1 Kings 6, and finish off that chapel chapter with verses 14 through 38. And I just want to take a second here to thank the team at Life Audio. You would not be listening to Trisha and myself without their partnership. Go to LifeAudio.com and you're going to find other great podcasts, great podcasts that are going to encourage you in your Christian life. Shows um, on Bible study, on prayer, on parenting, and um, homeschooling, so much more. Go to LifeAudio.com.
1: And we will see you here tomorrow. Bye bye